Factory Forge offers gym owners, fitness trainers, and nutrition coaches the tools and the know-how to attract the right members at the right price anytime they like. This podcast is about helping you answer one very important question. How can you forge a sustainable six or seven figure fitness business that transforms your community, gets amazing results for your members without sacrificing your freedom to do the things you love? If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and leave a review of our podcast. All right, uh, Drew Gerton, uh, thanks for hopping on. Um, I'm John Swanson, and this is the Factory Forge uh, podcast. And, and we're going to take uh, a handful of minutes here, and we're going to get to know Drew and his story. Uh, born and raised in Michigan, big Michigan Wolverines fan, transplant to the West Coast, um, where you opened CrossFit Pendulum um, after, if I get the math right, 15, no, excuse me, you were in the space for 13 years in the fitness space, um, big box gyms, strength and conditioning, and then you go and open a, a CrossFit gym. So you have a, a lengthy background. Um, That's right. So hopefully I got all that right. So first and foremost, thanks for hopping on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And so uh, today we're going to dig into your business a little bit and kind of your journey, uh, uh, not only present, but past and really future. And so uh, take me right out of the gates, um, just for people that don't know who you are, where is your gym located? Um, and just kind of give me the, the little bit of the background of that. Yeah, we're located in Pasadena, California, which is uh, small, it's not a small suburb, but it's, uh, it seems like a suburb of Los Angeles. Uh, there, at one point, there was more CrossFit gyms in Pasadena than there were anywhere else per capita in the world. Um, so we are not a stranger to micro gyms. There's a lot of them here, a lot of fitness that is done in our small town. Um, I got to ask, uh, I'm in Minnesota right now and it's snowing today. Um, if you don't mind me asking why the move from Michigan where it's cold and it snows to all the way to, to California. Yeah. Uh, I came out here in Oh four, uh, for grad school. Um, I turned down a grad assistantship with uh, Western Michigan University to come out to get a completely unrelated degree uh, from Fuller Seminary, which is um, very different, uh, but I got a Master's of Art in Theology from, from that school, um, and uh, that's, that's the reason why I came out here. Awesome. Um, and obviously, you're, you're no stranger to business. Um, you open your gym uh, back in 2013 is, is that the, do you know, when did you open your gym? So we, we actually technically opened for business in 13, but February 14 was our soft opening. March 22nd, uh, was our grand opening. I don't know. I love it. Um, it's funny you say that I can still remember, uh, fast factory being like, okay, we opened the doors April 15th, hoping people show up. And then we officially affiliated. It was June 1st. Uh, so like, get the doors open, kind of work some of those things. So yeah. uh, no stranger to uh, coaching, um, 17 years of experience. Why did you decide to go into the micro gym space, right? You talked about all the different uh, avenues in which you were. What drew you to the micro gym and, and why you're here there, why you're there now? Yeah, so 
the strength and conditioning world was a lot of fun. It was really cool to work with some elite athletes for a short amount of time, but there wasn't a whole lot of pay there. So then I tried my, uh, I tried to, you know, I, I worked for global gyms and worked in upper level management with them um, and was able to make money there, but it wasn't enough. And I wanted financial freedom. I wanted to be able to have things go the way that I wanted to. And I saw that the gym space was changing uh, because of CrossFit and because of what was happening. And I said, I want in on that. Started doing CrossFit. And I was like, man, I can do it better than some of these other gyms that are out there because they're missing systems. They're missing sales. It was just was like throw a CrossFit up on a, on a board. And it was like people show up. And I was like, but they're missing so much. And I was like, babe, we can do this better. So. Uh, my wife, who also worked in, she's been in the, in the space for 15 years. We decided to go out and say, look, let's go do it better. Let's open our own so that we can buy a house, so we can provide for our family, so that we can uh, be able to live comfortably, but also still be able to spend time and not be a slave to the, to the time clock. So, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, something that's really interesting is you had the experience of elite level athlete coaching and you also had looking back on it one of the things i wish i would have gone through selfishly um was the big box experience i think one of the mm -hmm. biggest things that a lot of people in the old days used to knock somebody like yourself coming into space like coming from a big box world to to this space but what i think you were able to pull out of that was tons of of sops mm -hmm. like how to really structure the business um, what was the positive impact that your previous history had on those initial years of opening your gym? So I would actually say that my SOPs and the way that we run things have been at times a blessing and a curse um, because I would be so finite and so locked in like this is our policy and procedure. This is the way that we do things that I would lose track of the human interaction, right? And I would, hold the, I would hold the line on a contract or I would say, no, you didn't cancel within 30 days. You still, you know, and I wouldn't deal with the person. And so I would lose touch with the person and that would cause me more frustration and anger and it would just be frustrating for me. But in the last year, you know, I really started to say, hey, look, these are foundational principles that we lean on in the event that we need them, right? But we are still in a people business and being able to say, hey, I get it, man. You've been with us for like three and a half years. Thank you so much. Like, you're good to go, right? And not actually hold somebody to a line. It's, it's just being able to have that interaction in the same way that they came in with is the same way that we can kind of bless them with as they, as they leave. Um, it's interesting you bring it up. And I think I think you're 100% right that uh, the gym space in the global setting is very structured. It's very concrete. And I think one of the things that makes the micro gym setting so special is it's not as structured. It's more family, right? That's the thing that definitely drew me to it. Um, and it's, I think our space is one of the hardest to navigate because what is the fine line between structure? Here's how we handle this. And then also teaching your team to make the right decision. And that's a really unique skill set to empower your team members with to say, 80% of the time, this is our 
decision, but I'm going to trust that the last 20%, you make the right call because uh, you're, you're a smart individual. And what I think allows you to do that is I think falling back on your core values of like, mm-hmm. here's how we operate as a, as a, as a community, not just not, not as a company, but like culturally, here's our core values. And there'll be moments where our core values take precedent over our SOPs. So I think that's uh, uh, a really, really great thing. And you, you kind of ruined my next question, Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it anyways. What do you think held you back from having that experience? Right? Because the experiences are both favorable, but they also have a, a positive and a negative effect coming from the background that you did having that, what was probably some of the negative things that uh, you maybe felt like you were weak with, uh, you know, in, in, in business? So my, it's funny, my, my wife and I were just talking about this last night. I get laser focused on results and business because I get, I still get super excited when I close a deal, like super excited. Like that's just something that fires me up. Um, almost in a way, same way as that you would hit a PR, right? I still get excited about that, that I lose sight of the relationships inside of our business. And I lose sight of building the community. Um, When it was just when we were smaller, man, like that was, that was our thing, you know, like, we were very, very well known. And I mean, we would go up to competitions and we would roll like 40, 60 people deep. And it was just like, and your guys' gym is huge. Well, that's pretty much all we got, but we're just a very tight knit group, you know? But um, as that has changed, as we've grown, you know, like she always is pushing me to remain focused on what makes this place so special. So to, to recap for the listeners is that coming from a, a structured business, um, focus is not an issue for you but it's also adding the heartbeat into mm-hmm. the, to the business. Um, some companies, uh, one of the companies that we have uh, under our umbrella, they actually have a, we call it a chief heart officer. And their sole role is to create functions and activities and moments that make the brand human. Yes. And uh, so I, I think that's interesting. Um, I would say one of my weaknesses is um, I came from playing hockey and never like the first business I started was my gym. Um, and so I think we got community completely right, like right mm-hmm. from day one. And what I lacked initially was SOPs. Um, and, and when you hear my story, that's why Chris and I attracted to each other is Chris is very, you know, I call him the engineer. Um, and I always joke that I'm the architect, like I can dream it up and then he makes it come to life. Um, I'm very like, uh, just we have just two separate personalities but when you come together that's what makes the business strong so let me ask if that is your weakness and your strength is organization and structure procedures and and really uh, you seem like you got a personality that once it all comes together you're going to be able to help the business scale tremendously how do you add the heartbeat to your business how have you overcome that obstacle did you hire somebody um you know, like, did somebody step up and play that role? Or how are you attacking that obstacle? So what we've done is that, like, in the early days, it was always really important that quarterly we had an event, right? 
And that was really important for us to have. Um, and now as we've gotten bigger, I've had to go out and hire somebody to do that for us. So we have, we have our quarterly events, um, but we also have other like, because we have a nice size gym um, and we have uh, other rooms and different things. And as we're growing, as we're scaling our business right now, we have um, member Mondays where we bring in, we have our vendors and those are like a kill cliff or a fit aid night. And we give out samples. Right. And so that what that does equally is that gets a drink in somebody's hand. They're able to sip on it and like talk to other people and it's free. Right. But then what helps us on the back end is that it drives them to go and grab that drink now because now they're like, oh, maybe I like this. Right. And now that they're able to continue purchasing more product. So we've got to like the member Monday days to mix people up while they're at the gym. That's on Mondays. And then on Thursdays, um, twice, uh, once or twice a month, we have like a mixer uh, because Thursdays are traditionally our lighter nights and it's typically in the evenings. And so it may be like a beer night where we work with a, you know, like a craft brew place. And then in the mornings, it may be like a coffee place. And so it's, it's just different ways to get the community interacting. And that's what that, that one person that mixes up with the community is doing. And it's been, it's been pretty unique um, because she was somebody that was really active and helped me plan. She used to be my assistant before she got a full-time job and she had to leave. And now she's coming back and which is, and she's bringing all these fresh ideas. And I'm like, Yes. So it's, it really helps us um, connect these people who are new that um, need to learn more about what we, what we do. So that, that was the thing that I've had to do is that, and it's also been, my wife has said, don't lose the heartbeat. Don't lose the connection with the people because that has always been the thread of what's made this place so special. Um. I think that's, I think that's wonderful. I actually took a couple notes there of uh, member Monday and uh, Thursday socials. One of the things that we, we teach in, um, in one of our coaching programs, we talk a lot about uh, the waving of events. So I call it like high ticket, high um, engagement. That would be like the CrossFit open, right? Like we uh, will charge for it. Uh, say it's a hundred dollars to do it, but it's going to require five weeks of their time. So it's, it's, it's expensive, but it's high engagement. Um, but then we'll have like a cocktail party, uh, which we're going to do this February and uh, we'll charge, you know, $10 and it's high engagement. And then we'll do low ticket, low engagement. And then often we'll do free and lower engagement. And so the key is outside of class, outside of your goals meetings and, and other touch points, how are we bringing the community together? And then how do we waive the level of energy that we expect from them. Because if we come with high engagement every time, it will burn them out and the ROI will not return. And that's, mm -hmm. I wrote down member Mondays is kind of like what I would call low ticket uh, mm -hmm. or, or even free, but lower level engagement, like show up, come work out have a beer afterwards. It's not a big expectation, but man, it makes all the difference long-term when you start to stack those things together, because it makes the gym, not a gym anymore it makes it a culture, a community, um, mm -hmm. a home, like a place mm -hmm. to come meet and greet. So I think, I think awesome job there. Uh, so let me ask you, uh, you come in search uh, and, and start working with Factory Forge. What was going on previously or what was life like uh, before 
you had your first breakthrough call, not even, not even joining the program, but before you decided to schedule that breakthrough call, um, what was life like? What was going on there? Yeah. So we were, um, I just fired up a new website and, um, was, you know, we were getting maybe, maybe like 10, about 12 leads a month. Right. And the conversion rate on those leads were incredibly high. So like out of like those 12 leads would come in, we would get 10 of those people to, to come in and we had a free intro process. And so like I would get these people and I didn't pay anything for these people, but they would just find us and we'd go through that whole thing. But I wasn't adding enough people um, in order to reach our end goal and to, you know, to reach like 300 members. And we'd had some, some good months and some bad months and my bad months, you know, are bad relative to me, but, um, and it just wasn't enough for us. And I was looking to scale and ramp up quickly. Um, even cause we were, we were growing, but not in the rate that I wanted us to. I also saw that we were missing out on cash flow. Um, I, we have our EFT, which is strong, stable, steady income that keeps everything running the way that it does. But the cash flow part was the part that we were, we were missing. And I was also missing attracting our right clients. So, um, was struggling with some things, right? We were at the 30 K mark and wasn't enough. Right. Like I, I still had to go out and get some personal training clients to to make ends meet for our family um, in, you know, also pairing with what the business pays me. But I don't want to do that forever. Like I've been training people for a long time and it's like I'm ready, <laughs> you know, like I'm ready to just be done with, you know, have like one one or two clients left if I choose to do that. Like I just wanted options. And um I heard a video from you like saying like that some of you are here at this threshold and you're at the 30 K and you're trying to get to 40 K and what you're doing now isn't going to get you to that. And I'm like, you're talking to me. All right, where do I sign up? Like I gotta go. Right. And so that's what happened is that that reached me. It spoke to me. And, um, because the thing that got us from 16 to 30 was not going to be, and I knew it that was not going to be the thing that got me to the next level and making, you know, 50 K a month. I wanted, I want over a half million a year. I want to make a million dollars a year. And I think that we can. And I just, I needed the next level to take us there. And I was really missing that marketing piece. Yeah. So what we find in uh, a business is that as any time you grow, um, the changes that you made, the, the dials that you turned are going to put you on a, on a growth pattern if it's the right combination. And at some point, that growth pattern will, will, will stabilize. And what will happen is it'll feel like a ceiling. And a couple emotional things will start to happen is uh, frustration. Uh, you'll become tired. Um, you'll feel like you're working more hours, but the same result. And then what the scary part is you actually, uh, will work more and that number will actually come back down a little bit because you can't keep working at the same passion and energy level. We, we just naturally call it a glass ceiling. And it's like, I can see the other side. I just don't know how to get there. And so, um, you know, one of the things that you, you kind of brought up is like, you know, pre factory forge, um, you were getting leads, but maybe they weren't paying you enough, right? Like, cause that, that's going to directly roll into the cash flow side. 
And then you said something that I found interesting is you weren't finding the right clients. Um, and I, I t- the notes I took, it's kind of interesting because on our breakthrough call, one of the things that we promote is like, hey, the call is 100% free. And our goal is to help you understand who is your dream client, how to attract your dream clients, and what is the price you could be charging, right? And that's all for free. If, if you choose to move forward with us, we'll have that conversation, but we want everybody to walk away with that level of knowledge. So I have to ask, do you remember having your breakthrough call? Yeah, totally. What was your light bulb moment like on that call that, that you took away from it? Like, even if you didn't move forward with us, like what was the value or like the little, we call them truth nuke that you, that you had in that one hour? Well, I was super curious, right? And I knew that I needed um, to invest in myself um, so that the business could grow. Because if I'm the chief energy officer, right, of, of my brand, that the only way that the thing was going to move forward was on me. It fell on me. And um, the, the thing was is that if it wasn't the cost that it was, I'm not paying. I like if it, you know, that was the thing that I was like, yep. Uh, it had to be, th- it, it had to be worth it for me. You know what I mean? If it was like a eh, couple grand, I wouldn't have done it. Like it, that was, that was the value for me. I was like, all right, it's in here. Like, and I was just like anybody else that comes in and meets with me now, how much does this cost? If it was too little, not doing it doesn't doesn't have it it doesn't have the value for me one of the things uh i've said for a long time um is that i always think price is actually irrelevant like uh, people get scared to charge what they're worth and one of the things that they're missing and i think this is probably hopefully one of the things you've learned early on in the coaching is that how do you showcase price is relevant and actually attach the value to what it is to become that person like drew to attain that knowledge and to break through that glass ceiling what is the value of that right you talk about having a million dollar gym mm-hmm. well right now you're you're stuck at acting like one th- or 33 percent of that person roughly you mm-hmm. know right so you're only a mere uh purse uh uh mere image of who you could be and what is what is the cost attributed to that versus the actual coaching you're about to receive um, and then what is the value of uh, trans tr- transitioning into this individual and how does it positively impact your community, your fellow team and your family? And that's, that's the one thing if, if I could give for free to everybody, it's to empower you and everybody else to charge what you're worth. Um, and not just try to put the price at where you think you'll get people in the door because there's a long tail to all of this that is you need to have the right cash flow so you can hire the team so you can have freedom so you can be a dad a mom uh, a husband a wife mm-hmm. and you can also ensure that you're paying your team so they can put their daughter in gymnastics they can have a date night they can go to disney and there's when you don't have possess that skill set it hurts everybody the other thing that's really intriguing is when you charge more for your time you get people that are ready for the transformation, right? Yes. Like that's one of the biggest Absolutely. things is that when you charge more and people take it serious, you're Drew, you are ultimately measuring us 
on our ability to change and empower your business and you, not the hours at which you spent going through the coaching. It was about the transformation. And that's the second piece I, I think is so critical is that you, when you get people focused, you ensure they're actually going to receive the result. And that's what they're going to measure the success on either way. Like you could pay $1,000 for a program, but if it doesn't give you return on investment, you lost 1000 You could pay $20,000 for a program, but if it makes you become a million-dollar business and adds you know, $600,000 a year, pretty good return on investment. So I think that's interesting uh, what you took away from your breakthrough call. Um, and l- let, me, let me fast forward to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we talked about what your business felt like emotionally. Um, you had great systems and procedures, but you said you, you, know, you kind of lacked uh, a way to find the right clients and you also lacked cl- uh, cash flow. What is, what is your business like when you look at it today, what is the sense you feel now? How has that changed? Well, what's really rad is that we're 21 days in and I have beat what it took me to do an entire 31 days um, just two months ago. So, so you, it's like... So you PR'd this month? I'm, well, I PR'd last month. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to PR in two more days over last month. <laughs> so it's okay. just like, it has been, it's been, I mean, like... At one point, this uh, I was projecting 52k this month. Um, and pr- they're projections, right? But mm-hmm. um, I mean, like the the whole entire thing was like, my wife was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Like we talked about this. I said, "Yeah, but that was the wrong program. This is the right program. I'm telling you, like it's like I believe that it's gonna work." And she's like, "Well, we'll see." And I'm like, "So my favorite my favorite text that I got to send." send over the last few weeks was when I got to center paid off in full in under three weeks. What now, you know, like that was, that was, you know, that's also me being competitive because we're her and I are both competitive. Um, but it's like that, you know, do you like apples moment? Right. Yeah. It just, um, it, the thing was, is that over when I signed up with you guys, I did not need an alarm clock. Yeah, you're ready to do the work. You just, you wanted the right way to attract the right clients, understand how to ask the right questions to charge any dollar you want. And then from there, it's, you know, we talked about, I, I don't want to build a program and I don't want to teach you how to just get people in the door. I want to make it that they become a lifelong member, a raving fan, mm-hmm. somebody that never leaves. Um, so out of curiosity, I think there's a lot of people that uh, promote, you know, how much money they can make a gym. And I think Factory Forge has really tried to nail down, like, that's not going to be us. So I think it's great that you PR'd your months. I think that's part of the recipe and what is going to be impactful in your business. But what I'm a little bit more curious about, right, that, that is part of the equation. I'm not knocking mm-hmm. down, like, those numbers are crazy sure. good. And if you do that for another 12 months, you're well on your way to a million-dollar gym. So hats off to you. But I like to think of Factory Forge as a company that built dream businesses that create a dream lifestyle for you and your wife, for your team members, and you're radically transforming the people that walk through your doors. So I'm, I'm curious, what's one thing you've learned since working with us that has nothing to do with money? It did not impact your P&L, but it made you a better person um, or it impacted your business in a positive way. Hmm. 
Well, I would say that I got away from some, I like what has impacted us the most was that it helped me strip it back down to that. It wasn't about a freaking workout. Hey, come in for an awesome workout. No, it, what it did is it stripped it back down to a person that has some desire and goals and things that they, you know, that they, they want to be happy and they're not happy right now. And that is where we come into play that we can, we can, we are the bridge to take them to happy. Right. That's it. It, it sounds, uh, it sounds so simple, but what you said is so elegant because so many individuals out there are trying to deliver a workout when nobody walks in the door for a workout, they walked in the door because they're miserable and they're hoping for a change. And they're hoping that that person across the side is willing to listen and help them become the person that they want to be. Um, it, it's, it, we, one of the things that I think that's so special is like that you just be, you went from a gym to a coaching company. And when you impact people like that, they don't price shop. They don't leave because it's the relationship. It's the trust. It's the bond. Um, that's how we retain our members for life. And that's how we build really strong communities. And it's also how we can charge what we're worth because they're able to see the impact. Right. And so for those that are listening, um, one, I think that's, that's incredible, right? That's a big aha moment. Like mm -hmm. uh, we're a people company and we, we transform people to make them happy. Like it sounds very vague, but it's like when you break it down, like that's really impactful. You said we, we weren't attracting the right clients. And I'm not so curious about the people you once were attracting, mm -hmm. but how did it feel to go through the process and actually understand who you want to work with? So it helped me understand that people who are willing to invest in themselves, right? And it's like, it almost like it was a mirror, right? It's just as like, it turned like me going through the process and it turned the mirror on myself. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just like the people that I'm about ready to interview. I had pain. They have pain. And my pain was that I wanted to get my company to go from here to here. They're looking to take their fitness and their body and their health from here to here. I sought out help. They're doing the same. And so I'm really not any different than they are, but just further along in a, in a different process. And um, so it was, it's just really unique to be able to kind of go through this whole thing and to see that the people that we are getting, that they can go through a challenge, right? That they can go through something for six weeks. I'm not interested in a six week program. I'm not like it's, it is merely the, the keys to get into the car, right. And to turn it on and to get it moving. But you're ultimately like what I do in these meetings now with people is that I go, look, this is just your starting point. It's not where we're going, right? Like where we're going is we're going for a drive and it takes time, but it's just, you know, and that's, and that was the thing that, that, I think that uh, we were doing is that we were just trying to sell a membership before, right? Now we sell something completely different. Yeah. One of the things that uh, we talk about, and I'm, 
you, you'll, you, you've either learned this or you're about to learn it is that first conversation is trying to understand what their pain is, trying to understand what their goal is, and then seeing what the right recommendation would be. And if they're right for your initial membership, your initial membership often is a membership that is going to provide them with the foundational tools to be a long-term successful individual. Very much like the enrollment machine does three things and only three things teach you how to attract the right clients, uh, teach you how to price your service at what you're truly worth and teach you uh, what your, what your dream client is worth and how, or uh, what your dream client is and how to, to retain them. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like the foundation of business. Can you attract the right people? Can you, can you showcase your value and can you retain them long-term? Mm-hmm. Factory Forge has many programs after the current one you're in because we looked at it, we identified as a group and said, if I could hand over three skills, these would be the three skills. And I think the same thing should be happening with gyms, right? And that's what you're talking about is it's not about six-week challenge. And I, I hear so often people are like, I don't want to run a six-week challenge. I'm like, don't. But what you have to have is you have to have an initial membership offer that prepares them with the foundational skill set to then embark into the community long-term, you know? So we look at that, like what skills would that be? Eat real foods, right? Understand the importance of sleep and hydration and understanding a fitness program, right? It's not about the challenge. It's not about six weeks. It's about building a way and speaking a language that the people that are in the market that have pain are attracted to. Mm -hmm. so you have to speak their language to attract them you have to give them that first awesome result for you. It was breaking through that glass ceiling, right? Revenue wise. Yeah. And for some members, it's, it could be fat loss. But then as we turn the ship, like you and I will have very different conversations moving forward. It's not going to be just about money anymore. It's going to be about team health, structure, mm -hmm. right? Freedom, family time, right? We, we take a whole new evolution of where you're going to be. Because eventually when you just hit 83,000 every month and you do a million dollars, I'm going to ask you what's next. Cause it's not about just the money. It's about impact and it's about freedom to do the things you want to do in life. Same thing with these individuals. We have to attract them with that initial membership. And that mm -hmm. that's how I, I, I think it's interesting right now. We're in a space where people either love the idea of a six week challenge or they're like, I'm not doing it. And if I could gift somebody, I would say, just zoom out, look at what it is for what it is it's an initial membership. So if you want to call it on ramp, it's the same thing. You're teaching yep. the same stuff. You're just doing it one-on-one. Yep. -on -one. And I, I would say that a strong business would utilize large launch based challenges at the right times of the year. They do small group because some people like small group and they do one-on-one. -on -one. They should be doing all of that. Um, I think that's what makes a strong business because they have a strong inflow of a strong pipeline into enrollment. Mm -hmm. The key is now, once they get in there, you filter that they're the perfect client. You never lose them. So we looked at where your business is now. Um, take me now into, uh, we talked about present, past. W what does the future for Drew look like in the next six months? So that's, that's the fun part. Um, before coming on board here, the... Uh, we already had some things uh, in place, um, mostly community driven. 
giving back to our city. Um, we're working with uh, the junior highs, uh, junior high schools of our area, um, and we're leading um, a fitness program inside of the Rose Bowl, uh, which is pretty rad. So we get to do that eight times um, with eight different schools. So we get to do that and they're getting to do CrossFit for the first time and we pair them up by teams and we, we get to do that, impact our community. And then we're also going to be leading a citywide workout um, for our entire city. We've partnered with uh, our city councilman and uh, so we got that coming up. Um, but what we're, what we're going to be doing, and then we also have our five-year anniversary coming up and we've got some really exciting things planned for that. I don't want to give any, any, any ideas or details yet, but that's really exciting. So like, uh, um, that's a huge community piece that we're doing in-house. Um, but then we also have January and, uh, January. Now I have tools to run a successful January. Sure. You get, uh, there's an influx of people. We all know that that's our Super Bowl. but now because I have this tool, now I have a hammer drill. <laughs> I can throw the thing out there. And when I get these leads to come in, I can now offer them something that is really powerful. Um, and we get to make money off of it. Because what I'm not going to do is I'm, I'm going to offer this high ticket sale so that those that are really interested in true change in January are the people that are going to sign up for that because I know that then those people are committed to a longer term for the rest of the year. So that sets us up for more than just six months, right? So that's the kind of big picture. We got community stuff we got for, with, for the city. We got community for our in-house, and then we got our acquisition stuff for bringing on new clients. So one in January, we'll run another one in April uh, to get ready for summer, one in summer. And that kind of like sets things out as far as challenges are concerned while still having like little things to keep, you know, the business moving ahead. So, and there's also some vacations in there for me and the family. So that's in February, first vacation. And then big family vacation is in uh, summer. I love it. Um, you're, you're finding how to one, be financially sound. Second, how to make impact, you know, high ticket sales are great high ticket sales that change people's lives are crazy, amazing. And that's why we do what we do. And then finally freedom to uh, do the things that you love, which is to serve our family. Um, one of the things that we, we didn't touch on today is that you have coached other individuals. Um, mm -hmm. I have coached individuals and I also have a coach myself. So at some point you had to make a decision to you yourself who has done coaching to seek coaching, um, which one that's, if I could recommend one thing, I would say everybody should have a mentor or they should be going through some external education to fill a gap in that knowledge, right? You talked about, you had great SOPs. You have, you almost had too good of SOPs. Um, and what you wanted to learn is how to uh, become better at attracting the right clients enrolling the right clients and, and keeping the right clients forever to break mm -hmm. through those revenue. How did you make that decision to say, you know what? Because uh, it sounds, I, I didn't, we didn't dig into it, but it sounded like you tried some other things before. How did it sound where like you said, I, I got to do this. I need, I need some mentorship. Cause there's uh, the reason why I ask is I think there's individuals out there that may have been uh, 
they have tried it before and it didn't work, right? Like uh, you said something previous, but one of the keys is that memories stick with you until you prove that memory to be wrong. So mm -hmm. example, you use Facebook advertising, it doesn't work. Then you say Facebook advertising doesn't work. Well, that's not necessarily true. I tried the six week challenge, it didn't work. Or I tried this nutrition program, it didn't work. And so that memory becomes very strong. So if you mm -hmm. tried other coaching before, that's a very strong memory. How did you mm -hmm. break that memory from stopping you from growing for the future? So, yeah, I, I have coached individuals um, in their business and I've, I've done that. Um, I needed to understand that I am not perfect and that I um, had blind spots and that I needed to grow. Right. Um, and I think that, um, that was actually something that in my exploratory call that uh, when to see if I was a good fit for the program, like, are you coachable? Like, and I, I'm like, I wanted to honestly answer that because at times I, I think that I could, I could probably come across as maybe not coachable. Right. Because like I've been in this, in the game for a while and sometimes those old dogs are really tough to teach new tricks. <laughs> so, um, and but I, I needed help, right? I needed something because I, you're right. I had done Facebook advertisements. I had even instructed others not to do Facebook advertisements because I was like, it doesn't work, right? I had done a low barrier offer for two, two weeks for 20 bucks, gotten a bunch of people in, right? And then, you know, did our best to try and get those people to sell. I had done um, other challenges with other companies and they didn't have success. And all the while, my wife is the one going, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, <laughs> right? Like, I'm not trying to paint her horribly here. Like, she's not, but she's like reminding me that like, we've tried these other things, but it's different when you are, like when you take the reins and you learn about how to sell these people into something more than just a challenge right now. It's a longer, longer rope that they're looking to climb to that next thing or what it's continuing that process. It's really important. And I think that you look at, um, yeah, you can try these other things and they maybe rem like here it is. You didn't fail. The program failed you. So this program hasn't failed me. One of the things that's interesting is so when you're, when your wife reminds you of that, all she's doing is pulling up a strong memory and she's mm -hmm. not right by it. And the thing that that memory doesn't fail or fade until it's proven otherwise, right? Look at science. Mm -hmm. Science uh, is constantly breaking the current truth. And the truth is when you tried Facebook, it failed you, but it doesn't make Facebook a failure. It's just that you didn't possess the knowledge to make that tool work for you. 100%. Um, and that, that's been a hard thing uh, to learn, to share with others, uh, you know? And I, I think one of the hardest, hardest quotes I've ever heard that will stop you in your tracks is you are where you are because it's the knowledge you possess. So I think a lot of times, uh, you know, for myself and you, we've been in this game a long time. And so mm -hmm. it's easy to say things like, well, I've been in the game a long time. I have all this knowledge. And it's like, no, you have the knowledge that puts you in the place where you are today and no, nowhere more and nowhere less. 
And if you want to go someplace different, you better figure out how to solve that problem. And I remember when my mentor told me that quote, I was like, okay. And it, it just sums up everything. You are where you are because of the knowledge you currently possess. And it's like that, I don't think you can get any more real with yourself. Like it's the quickest way to analyze like, okay, I'm weak clearly if I, cause I'm not where I want to be. So I better figure out how to solve those problems. I better gain that knowledge. I better fix and, and build that bridge. So uh, really cool conversation. I've, I've greatly enjoyed uh, hearing your journey. Um, Thank you. Same. I, the one question I have for you is you made a decision that is very rare. Um, not to sign up with us. That, that's irrelevant. To take action. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that's holding people back right now is focus. The second biggest thing holding individuals back is taking action because of previous memories, right? They're scared of failing again. They're scared of having those wounds open back up. How did you overcome that? How did you overcome previous failures, previous obstacles? How did you take action? Because it's a very rare trait and you had failed before. Because I think that my desire to win is much larger than where I'm currently at. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to re yeah, I'm going to rephrase, try to rephrase that. Go ahead. Finish. I'm a Detroit Tiger fan. I'm a Detroit Lions fan, a Pistons fan, a Red Wings and a Michigan fan. I know what losing's like, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you give up hope that there is a positive that you can get there. Right. And that a little bit of hard work and a little bit of self-belief that, that you can do that is a powerful thing. Um, and my, my nickname in, in high school was Rudy because I was so small when I played football and that uh, I would get hit, but I would never stay down. And so it, it's, it's just kind of built in my DNA. I, I wish I could tell you that I, I learned it. It's just it's kind of how I've been built. So taking what you just said, I want to sum that up because that's very powerful for the people that, that listen, you found something, a goal, let's call it a light that shined brighter than any failure in the past that was trying to dim the light. And I think that's so powerful is that people only focus on the previous pain. Well, the truth is like, if the goal is that powerful, you're willing to go through the pain again, right? Even if it meant failing again. And I think that I really do believe that is the secret to taking action is what if this happens, who do you transition into? And if you fail again, what happens to you? Um, You know, you look at taking a new job and and one of the easiest things to do is in a year from now, if I fail, could I be back to where I was? Like, what is the cost? You know, what is the risk versus reward? Um, And really driving a wedge between who you are today and who you need to become and showing like it's so much greater if I just become that person. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate that answer. It is an amazing answer. I appreciate your time. I have one more question yeah. for you. Yeah. Who is your favorite Michigan athlete of all of them? Not, not just Miss, uh, Michigan, but is it the Red Wings? Like, number one, what's your favorite sport team? Is it uh, uh, Wolverines? 
The Wolverines are my favorite by far. Okay. Like I don't miss, I don't miss a game. Who's your favorite athlete? Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. And what makes him your favorite athlete? Uh, his swagger and ability to play the game was amazing. He was the first defensive uh, player to ever win a Heisman trophy. Um, and just like he started as a true freshman and was a lockdown, you know, corner. And he went on to have an amazing NFL career as well. Um, I'm not sure if you're a Vikings fan or not, but I mean, like when he was with the Packers, it's painful. Uh, so just, he was an amazing player and it's not just the fact that he was an amazing player. He also expected greatness out of his teammates, right? That to play at a high level and he had an amazing personality to go with it. And there was a moment, um, with him that he was almost, he was looking to transfer and Lloyd Carr pulled him back into the office and was like, get yourself together. Like, this is like, and, uh, and he rallied the troops and like, that's the short story, but like, and then he went on to have a, you know, a, a great career. Um, final question. We're going to wrap up. Uh, you are in front of a hundred uh, gym owners and these gym owners are in pain. What would be the one sentence, the one singular piece of advice that we, you, would, you would give to them? Quit making excuses and take the, take the leap. I love it. Um, that's it. We're going to end right there. Uh, Drew, thank you for hopping on today. Um, I appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is from taking away from staying focused on the business or focused with the family. So uh, for you to take some time out of your day to, to chat with me means the world to me and uh, my team. So thank you very much for, my pleasure. for coming on. So um, that's it. We are done. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening today. If you like what you heard today, and you're curious to see if you would be a good fit to work with Factory Forge, here's what I want you to do. Go to factoryforge.com forward slash talk. Again, that's factoryforge.com forward slash talk. And book an appointment to chat with our team. In 45 minutes, we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what is the exact price you should be charging for your coaching? Number two, who is your perfect member you'd love to fill your business with? Number three, what is the exact strategy to go out and reach them? Remember this, growing and scaling your fitness business will not happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make it happen and to avoid the pitfalls along the journey. We've helped clients all over the world build six and seven figure revenues, all while still enjoying life and making a huge impact in their community. After all, that's why you started this business, right? You owe it to yourself to see if we can help you. More than that, you owe it to your business, your team, and your community. Start now and head to factoryforge.com forward slash talk. I'm John Swanson. Let's talk soon.